Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Halloween time. I'm Roz Hernandez. I'm a comedian and the host of the paranormal comedy podcast, Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, produced by Starburns Audio. On my podcast, I talk to famous people, comedians, experts, and listeners about all things paranormal. We're talking Ouija boards, poltergeists, aliens, psychics, demons, Bigfoots, and of course, ghosts. My podcast is weekly all year long. And I've got over three years of episodes currently available for all your spooky needs. Recent guests include Patton Oswalt. But it felt like the minute I walked away from the monitors and I couldn't see anything, that's when the ghost started moving around. Naomi Eck Paragon. A ghost isn't like somebody, it's not like a return. It's like somebody who was like, mm, I don't feel like leaving. And Chris Colfer. Whatever it was slowly just disappeared. And that's when I knew, oh, that that was a, that was not a person. Subscribe to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you get podcasts. Crab Feast. You know what it's all about. This is the Crab Feast. I'm yelling, fuck that. You ain't gotta ask me, cause you can trust that. Every Tuesday, you already knew though. Ryan Sick, the soccer star, Juco. Above ground, cool goes better than most. Jay Larson, self diagnosed. Go down low this week, last week. Here we go again. Fuck the Crab Feast. It's the job. Crappies for that ass. Almost passed. Double out. touch pitch. I man. never let go the whole time. God, I knew it would make me feel You got bad. them lungs, kid. What's your swimming like? <sighs> I can go down and back and down with one breath. Down, back, and down? That's it. Get I'll, the I'll fuck out of here. My Long wise? <laughs> no. Short way across the pool. Yeah. Hey, man, you never know. <laughs> I can go that. Not Olympic. Not Olympic pool. Standard, standard backyard in grounder. Not a fucking You Olympic. go boom, boom. Are we talking a kidney pool or like a rectangle? 
Rectangle, man. Three laps. I'll go down, back, down. Standard. Not when was the last time you did pool. that? Probably two years ago. I bet you could do it with those long We could have a challenge on it. We could have a swim challenge, like a I'm, home run challenge. I ain't going to mess with that swim challenge, that's for sure. Thank you. Uh, Feast Nation, what is up? Jay Larson here, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy on all social media. Um, as If you follow me on Instagram, I'm doing a bunch of shows in town. So if you're in town, I'll post it every week where I'm going to be. Other than that, October 20th, I'm releasing my hour special through my website, Jay Larson Comedy. It'll be on other platforms as well if you like using Amazon or whatever, but just get it over at my website. Um, and then I'll be in La Jolla the 6th and 7th of October at the Comedy Store, which I can't wait for. And uh, that's it for now. Sickle Cell. Ryan Sickler on all social media, ryansickler.com. Uh, if you're looking for local shows in L.A., just check my website. I will be uh, doing flappers on 927. I'm going to be doing an hour there uh, to run the hour that I'll be doing September 29th and 30th. Four shows at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Uh, come on out. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you can use code CRAB and get them two for one. Uh, and any and all Crab Feast related info, go to thecrabfeast.com. Uh, support the podcast. There's many ways you can do it when you go to our website. Just check out the homepage. There's merch, premium apps, and make sure you follow the Crab Feast on Facebook and Twitter. Football season's here. Week one, my Pats. Woo! I was surprised. <clears throat> Man, they well, took one on the chin. You were winning, weren't you, in the t- to start the fourth? Weren't you up by like three or four? Uh, I don't think to start. I think in the, in the third, we were up like 27 I can't remember because I didn't get to watch the whole game. The only good thing was I had Kareem Hunt on my fantasy you team. You did? Got him fourth round play. Did you put him in, though? Of course. Oh, you did? I drafted him to start because we had an early draft. If anyone ever had an early draft, and homeboy, their 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 number one guy, had just got hurt, and they were right. like, who knows what's going to happen? And I I'd like... <clears throat> then he fumbles on his first carry yeah. ever, apparently. Yeah. College, he never caught right. fumbling college. Yeah. But my whole fantasy this year was... I'm going to draft my guys, and then I'm going for whoever got drafted in the first round. I'm going to just pluck all the like the studs because they're going to have a chance. And Hunt, I just started reading on him, and I took him in the fourth, and everyone was like, what are you taking Hunt for? And now he's going – he went in like second rounds for everybody else because they – He's now become the starter. You know what I mean? Anyway. I, t- I took the same gamble <clears throat> on that rookie running back for the Vikings. Yeah. That we'll kid. see what he does. Mixon. I can't remember his name. The guy that went to Alabama that had all those problems. I don't know if that's him or not, to be honest with you. Interesting. Either way, if you're into football, there's no better thing than going to DraftKings.com and check out their $100,000 pick'em. Week one is done, so whether you're if you're still in all your pools, the great thing about DraftKings is you can do these weekly fantasy leagues. So if you're in a fantasy league or <clears throat> survivor pools, it doesn't matter. You still have this no matter how you're doing in those. Pick'em is the newest way to play one-week fantasy football. Drafting your team is faster than ever. DraftKings has organized players into eight tiers. All you have to do is select one player from each tier. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you play against people of similar, similar skill level. Best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. That's the best thing is you could tank one week and it's not affecting your overall because next week it's a brand new or thing. Or an injured player doesn't get <clears throat> stuck on yeah. your roster. It's and- perfect. Go to DraftKings.com now and use promo code CRAB, C-R-A-B, to play DraftKings 
free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. That's promo code CRAB to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. Contest is totally free to enter. I mean, what if, why would come you on. not do that? It's not even a dollar. A lottery ticket's a dollar. I mean, come on. DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, let me give you the details for this week's episode. We are excited to have this guy on. We've both known him for a, a really long time. I'm surprised we never had him on sooner. And excited to have yeah. him on this week. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Chris Porter. Welcome to the Crappies. What up? Thank you. Oh, I'm full on crab. You're also coming so in with crab. energy. That's much appreciated. Coming oh. in with energy. Well, I mean, look at the energy Rise bringing, man. You feel it? Rise got a bad contact. Look at that eye, man. I do. My eyes messed up. What happened? Man. I don't Is know. Is it torn or something? Nah, it's just scratching me up right now. Oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes they just suction cup to your eyeball. Got those exfoliating contacts. I'm not a fan. I wear them, and I'm not a fan of them. I you went, but you know who I'm a I, fan of? Chris Porter? Chris Porter, y'all. You know it. I uh, do wear contacts, but only like for sports stuff. Oh really? Like these are pres- these sunglasses are prescription. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah the contacts, especially for a guy that smokes as much weed as I do, like they become super annoying. Yeah, once your eyes start drying In, out, all that shit. Yeah, or just they dry out when you get stoned. And they so do. I don't like that, and so I just went to glasses. And then when I like if I'm playing softball or golf or anything where I'm moving a any lot, sport, any sport, any sport, man, just list sport, softball, yeah. and, you know, yeah. Anything where I'm moving around a lot, I don't need. I don't need glasses. Well, when you're dancing, jiggling, yeah. jangling. Oh yeah, when I'm dancing, no, I just throw the glasses off. I don't need to see some, anything. <laughs> I just close my eyes. Rhythm is a dancer, you know. You no, know it is. <laughs> um, well, before we get into this, why don't you uh, plug your social media, your dates, anything you'd like? All right, I'm at I am Chris Porter on almost all the things. Uh, my website is pointless because it's down, and. Uh, I'll be in Albany, New York, the 13th through the, no, the 14th through the whatever, whatever mm-hmm. that Sunday is mm-hmm. in uh, Albany at the Funny Bone, and then I'll be at Hyenas in Fort Worth the weekend after. Right on. Great. You've yeah. been out there to Hyenas before? Oh, yeah. Yeah? It's uh, it's uh, comedy boxing, basically. Because, you know, the, the Hyenas, they don't charge a lot to get in, if anything. Mm-hmm. That's if kinda, anything. That's kind of their business model. It's like just come in and drink. So you let come on in. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so, give a fuck. I don't. And they come in. They all pile in, but they could get you know, especially the later shows. They could give two shits about the comedy. So it's just a lot of. I just let a lot. You know, have you ever done the dirty at twelve thirty at in Vegas? No. It's it's a show where the headliner goes on at like one fifteen in the morning. Basically, every show is like that, where you're just like. I wouldn't let half this shit go in a normal show. Right, yeah. But I know I'm so outnumbered right now that I'm just going to fucking let it It's a pack of hyenas, man. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Wait a minute. That dirty at 1230, you ever done... The only one I've ever done that late on the road... Well, before when they used to have the three shows on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. But uh, the St. Louis Funny Bone... You know, they do that smoking show where you can smoke the late show Saturday. They do still do that? Third show where you can smoke. That's still happening? Oh, yeah. And it's just like it, you get up there, and like the the manager would be like, "Hey, maybe you just want to do a half hour. That's fine." Yeah, yeah. And they you're like, oh, "All right, I can't, man." And then you just start like getting into it to people, like crowd work, crazy, fuck yeah. And then the thing is, you know, they just went to one show because that show that that club used to be all shows but one were smoking. 
Oh, really? Yeah, the man. Opposite. They were one of the last clubs. Hyenas, to... man. No, this is he's talking about the St. Louis funny moment. Oh, yeah, man. Bro. And they would just, they would just, they act like you're on TV. They just smoke and blow it right at your face because <laughs> they're staring at you and they yeah. don't know and they're dumb. They're just <laughs> right at you. You're like, hey, man, I'm not share. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need a smoke show, man. Just blow share. it the other way. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Um, well, you're from Kansas City, right? Yeah. So you you started comedy in Kansas City, or did you start when you got out here? No, I started. I was no. Wait, was, which which side of the river are you on? I was Kansas. 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 We didn't own people, and uh, <laughs> they own people on the other side. In Missouri, yeah, that's why it has a boot hill. You know that little boot at the bottom of yeah. the state. Well, in during slavery times, they had passed a law that below the third, you know, whatever parallel that is, you couldn't have slavery. And Missouri's like, well, we want to own people, and they're like, okay, well then. Dip your toe in here in, into slavery. Oh, and that's why that boot hills there. Oh, look at that little history on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I got that on how the states got their shapes. That's dot com. <laughs> that's a show. It's a show. It's a show oh, on is? history. Yeah. I've seen that before. It's pretty great. <laughs> it is actually. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I started. Uh, the club was on the Missouri side, but yeah, I grew up on in Kansas, and then. Yeah, I grew up at Stan. You know, I came up at Stanford and Sons. Stanford and Sons. Uh, you know, with Tim Gaither, Justin Leon, James Johan. A lot of those cats were in my class. Well, James was before me, and uh, you know, it was weird coming up at a, in a club that was run by drug addicts and womanizing weirdos. And the <laughs> it was great. Like you could walk into the comedy club and buy any drug you needed, and, really? and do yeah. And then there was a dance club downstairs, so you could go upstairs, do a show, buy some weed and some Xanax, go downstairs, get yourself a beer, and maybe get laid. It was it was debauchery. Is that club still there? No, no. They and it was it was cool. It was like in the middle of Westport, which was like the Stanford cool, and Sons is gone. Uh, no, that particular location oh, that is gone. One, gotcha. Yeah, and that location was ever since then. It's been a complete shit show. Yeah, even more than it was. But at least then it was fun. Yeah. But, but the, you know, those were those kind of club owners that they'd book you, and then the day before, they'd be like, ah, something happened. You're not in. And you're like, well, I kind of passed on a lot of shit right, for yeah, this. Right, yeah. And like, ah, so, yeah, it was. And they're also notorious for. Take it up with Stanford. One of us. Yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're notorious for, like, you'd get your check, and it would be, like, $300 short. And you'd be like, hey, that's not right. And it would be some waitress, like, they left. Oh, right. they're gone, honey. Right. They gone. They gone. Yeah. But so. they said, "Take this little bag." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I got one. I got a little sister. She's seven and a half years younger than oh, me. Oh, all right. Uh, she lives out here. Uh, she's in TV and stuff, and uh, yeah, she's rad. She's one of my. You know, that's what's cool about having a a, a sibling that that younger than me. There was no competition or sibling yeah. rivalry. Like she, by the time I left the house, she wasn't even really a person yet. Right. So like we've become friends. Yeah. Later. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. Seven and a half years. Your parents were like, "What the hell was that?" Uh, they, you know, there were a few attempts that okay, didn't work yeah. out, and then also when you hit perfection the first time, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know Why what I'm you saying? Follow it up. Well, you you know, like, are we gonna do this again? Yeah, this right. kid's amazing. <laughs> You know, you know, six, you got like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what the Danny DeVito? Like, man, I don't see this thing turn around. Let's go for another one here. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. We still have time. I don't think this thing's going to turn around. It's all, you know, it's all perspective, really. <laughs> um, 
Well, you said I, I wanted to know what it was like growing up for you, like what you guys did, and and you know, um, what did you guys do to kill time in high school? Okay, well, I is grew- it is it is it super rural where you grew up? Pretty or, okay. Like we're the beginning of super rural. Like I didn't have a farm, but a bunch of my friends did. Yeah, and like, I lived in a neighborhood, but then the next neighborhood away from me was a mile and a half away, and there was nothing but cow fields, right, and wheat fields in between us. But then you could drive twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and be in Midtown Kansas City. So, and now if you go to where I grew up, it's all built up now, and it's all residential and shit. But you know. And also, I I grew up. I had to drive fourteen miles to school. Or I guess it was twelve one miles. One way, from, one way to school every day. Maybe it was eight. It was a lot. It was, was a lot it, further was than a, I should. Was have it a charter school? No, it was just <laughs> like I was on the very outskirts of the district. I was actually closer to another high school, but because some map said so, I had to go to this rural one, which was fine. Same map. How the school said districts got their shapes, man. <laughs> yeah. That's how the school districts got their shapes. And so. Uh, and so, yeah, but which was great for me. I wouldn't have been able to play sports at the bigger schools. So, what did you play? Football. Did you? And then, um, were you wide receiver? Yeah. And then, I knew. were you an FFA member? I know you had FFA in your school. Uh, Future Farmers. Yeah. No, I did. I, again, I no, I didn't. I wasn't a 4-H guy. Yeah. Uh, I went to, big three M fan though. <laughs> and then I went. You know, we'd just go That's to Scott's fields and drink. That's what we'd do. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. Have field parties? Yeah, just you know, someone would have a field, or my buddy had a field behind him, and we'd just four-wheel down there and then just build a fire and drink and pass out on a lawn chair or in your truck or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was like where we grew up. Uh, same thing, like 25 minutes out of the city, but it was early on it was cornfield. Like I had never smelled manure before, like going by a fresh field, and you're like, uh, Jesus What about manure? Christ. Had you smelled manure? Same same thing. Same yeah. But what fresh, I say? Manure. it's so much manure. more pungent. That's what I said. That's how you say it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had never seen, like, tractors ride on the... I'm, I'm talking uh, about big-ass, tra- like, yeah. you know, huge tractors, combine shit, riding Giant. on the road and stuff. John Deere's, man. That yeah. blew me away. Yeah, man. We... There wasn't a lot of that where I was. I mean, people didn't have those big ass farms, like right. three hundred acres. But like, yeah, it was a lot of people that are like, yeah. The, the way you're what? saying it just reminds me like Footloose or some shit. You're at like chicken races, on the tractors. <laughs> like I never seen anything like this, man. I had my, I had my VW chicken bun. Right there going at each other. We, were, we weren't allowed Tom to Pug's brother was there. Goddamn shoelace got stuck. He wasn't trying to be a hero. I wish we were in the writers' room for that. They're like, how can we get him that he wants to get up but he can't? Like, what if his shoelace is just? Ah, yeah, that's it. Let's go. shoelace. Tell Kevin his shoelace suck. Just do a couple close-ups for Uncle. <laughs> That's all we need. Cut That's it in, it, man. That is hilarious. Yeah, he wasn't trying to be a hero. Um, <laughs> well, you were telling us before that you had, what, at 17, I guess you had some, some something pretty ma- major happen to your you. Your elbow, yeah. right? You hurt your elbow? I hurt my elbow. <laughs> I was playing golf with my mom, and I was on the side of the fairway waiting for my mom to hit when a golf ball hit me just above the left temple. Holy shit. And a man had hit it off the tee and it had not yet hit the ground. So it was, that was coming in hot. It's coming in real hot and then knocked me out for like you're a lucky, split you're second. Yeah. Did your mom see that? Mom didn't see it because I she played through, down. man. She was like two under at the time. She's like, listen, I'd love to stay here. But <laughs> she got, well, I got up and funny enough, I had just gotten contacts like that week. And so I'm holding my head. She thought like something was wrong with my contacts or right. something. And she's like, what's up? And I was like, I got hit. And she's like, what? So you were able to get up yeah. and talk? Mm-hmm. Are you bleeding? 
No, I got a big bump. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The old man comes around. My mom. It's my new titles, man. <laughs> my mom went primitive. Gri- I've never seen my mom that angry. Really? Before or since. Like, she went up to him like a fucking gorilla. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with And... I was 17. I got up. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's just keep playing. And I played like five more holes. And then the headache got worse. What had happened was it had cracked my skull. The blood had gone back into the skull and started to clot between my brain and my skull. Whoa. And so about the seventh hole, like the headache got real bad. And by that time, we let the old man play through because he was obviously in a hurry. And uh, I kill people out there. I can't believe you kept playing. I know. I don't care nuts. if you felt all right. I mean, I, I've seen people at golf courses before get hit. Yeah. And they, I mean, not like didn't see the ball hit, but you see people go down and like ambulance comes out and they're like, get just, you got to go somewhere. That's, a, that's, that's yeah. hardcore. Yeah. I don't, I've always had a fairly, I've, I mean, not like an insane pain threshold, but I've had a fairly decent pain threshold. But yeah, I was also 17 and an idiot. Like, yeah, if it right. happened to me of today, course. I'd be like, we're going to the hospital yep. right now. Don't touch me. Don't touch, Don't me. touch me. Just call the ambulance. <laughs> yep. We need life flight. Uh, damn right. Uh, but I was 17 at the time. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm great. Plus, football started in two weeks. So, like, I was like, I'm not hurt. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm playing football in two. It was my senior year. Yeah. Like, there's oh. no way I'm not playing. What was the record of the team junior year? Oh, we were terrible. Okay. But still, I Didn't started. Matter, but they needed you got a pep rally on Friday. <laughs> I started my varsity. Started varsity junior year, so I was guaranteed a spot. Like I'm walking into this, right? And uh, and that was you know in high school, that's life. That's everything, especially and, there. I'm sure. So we we leave. I go home. <laughs> I decide to take a nap, which is so never wait, nap. not what you're supposed to do. No. You, so you stop playing after seven stop holes, playing but after you seven still holes. don't go to the hospital. You still go, don't home? go to the hospital. I go home. They're not right out there, and uh, I'm like. Yo, this- hey, listen, that hospital is 65 miles away. You better be sure you're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so I tell my mom, I'm like, finally, I'm like, I can't see straight. Like, I literally cannot see straight. I should probably leave. And my buddy was, and I called my friend to tell him what happened. And he's like, yo, bro, you don't sound right. And when a 17 year old kid says that, yeah. I'm like, hey, mom, maybe I should go to the hospital. She's like, yeah, I can't get through to the doctor. Let's take you. And then when I got there, they were like, yeah, you have to have surgery right now. And I was like, Everyone's running. You're like, well, Jesus Christ. Right. Well, they go, they go, this is what's got to happen. And I go, okay. And they're like, is that cool with you? I go, well, can I play football? And they're like, because they didn't make it seem at the time like it was life-threatening. Mm-hmm. They're just like, they're oh. like, is he a prospect? <laughs> right. Where's he going to college? They're like, nah. He D1? Juco? They were two and eight You can miss Juco, man. They were like, blood clot. They're like, you have a blood clot. We need to remove it. I was like, well, can we wait till after? I go, we'll just wait till after the season. Can wait till October. And they're like, no, you'll be dead tomorrow. Whoa, it was filling your blood's filling up that They're fast. Like, it's going to continue to bleed. It will continue to clot. It will suffocate your brain. It will be the most painful death that anyone's ever experienced in a long time. 
And I was like, I think I'll be back by week six. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, well, why are you even giving me an option? Like, why, right, yeah, why, is, I mean, why was there a question? Right. And so they took me in and we're trying to be dramatic, <laughs> you know, two days in intensive care later and two days in a regular <laughs> hospital later, I, I came out. So what did they have to do? They took a, they cut, they took like a, a cylinder type drill bit uh-huh. and cut it out my skull, took the blood clot out, put the piece of skull back in three oh, wires. Shit. That Wire, that's how they put the, it. Fused to the bone, and then the bone begins to fuse to itself. And so, Fuck. The cool shit. thing was, one of the wires had a little slack in it, so it would slack. click, and I didn't think anyone could hear it. And so, like, if I was, like, that year in high school, I would sit there and I'd <laughs> click it, right? And, like, if I was just, it was just something It would be to do. under the skin, though. It would be under, and I, I could hear it go, <laughs> it's my slack, man. We're taking a test. We're taking a test in poly sci or something. And Everything's I'm doing quiet. it. You're and this it. chick goes, what the fuck is that clicking? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, not my head. It's my brain wire. <laughs> I can't concentrate. He's clicking his fucking head, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Wire slack all in there. Wait, so how did you not play football that whole I season? I didn't play that football that whole season. I couldn't play you, any sports that whole season. Was it, how? I mean, I, mean, I wasn't did you going. Redshirt? I wasn't going anywhere. You know, yeah. I, how, how I had a five four forty, so I wasn't doing <laughs> much. How did this uh, like affect you? Did you were you slow coming back? Like what were you? I you went know? through a depression. You I know, mean, they fucked with your brain. I went through a depression my first year of college, and I thought it was just my first year of college. You know, just being weird. Mm-hmm. And then, like years later, I was talking to like a neurosurgeon about it, and he was like, and I was telling him about it. And he goes, "Did you go through a depression after that?" And I was like, "Yeah, kind of," but I didn't think it had anything to do with it. He was like, "No, it absolutely, it absolutely did." And I was like, "Oh, great! I just thought I was being Dawson's Creek emotional. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> I got to stare at a lake, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I can figure out my problems." <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Um, but the funny thing is. I was supposed to go into the Navy. Like, I was on track to go into the Navy. I was going to do ROTC, and then I would have owed them four years. And I gra- and I would have graduated f- seven months after 9-11. Man. Oh, man. So I basically it basically saved me from going to war. It did. Yeah. I don't I – don't, it's one of the greatest blessings to have ever happened to me because it started me on my path to comedy. Gotcha. You ever see Jacob's Ladder? No. You would have been living that, man. <laughs> I don't remember. I rem- I've seen that, it, but I haven't did seen li- it Jacob's forever. Jacob's Ladder is basically this guy's like, can touch people and see the future. And it's like, should you, you know, that old man, you don't know, but you may have been paying in the in the clubhouse, and he might have like just touched your back and like, oh shit, this guy's going to die in fucking, in Afghanistan. Tomorrow. Yeah. You know was- what I mean? So he's like, I'm going to hit this kid with a golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, well, thanks, old man. You got me on TV. <laughs> I got to fuck a g- bunch of girls I shouldn't have. So thank you. Exactly. That's crazy. Wait, so then did you did you didn't play any other sports? That was it for you pretty much at that point, right? I was it. I mean, because then I went to college and then went to college and was like, fuck this, man. Where'd you go? I went to KU for a year and I shouldn't have. We got like, a Jayhawk in there? Yeah, buddy. Well, one year in. Yeah. One year in. Well, we got a freshman Jayhawk. We got a Jayhawk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, so then after a year, what'd you do? I started comedy. Oh, you were like, fuck <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I did comedy. And then once I started comedy, KU, like, I was thinking about going back to KU, but once I started comedy, it was like instant. I was like, fuck KU. I'll go to JUCO. I'll fuck goddamn right you go to JUCO. And uh, and I went to JUCO until I, I used to drive comic, the headliners, to radio. 
uh, for the club. Yeah. And I drove Bobby Slayton to radio. And the radio station was right across from our community college. And I go, oh, that's where I go to college. And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, you're fucking funny. Why are you going to college? And I was like, and my mind just shut down. I was like, well, I'm going to call my mom. And uh, yeah, I quit. Like, this, this son of a bitch really did have to be affected by this golf ball. You can't do that, Chris. <laughs> Honey, I'd love to hear about your comic career, but I'm on the 12th hole. Yeah. And I'm two over. I cannot talk. But mom. Oh, shit. I mean, was I your just mom. Knocked my... You're all right. It's all right. The, you're the, it should be. Blah, it'll just right? be the head. Yeah, yeah. Your mic's all right. Sorry. Um, was your mom just fucking freaking out? By the, I got to go back to that because did you ever try to locate that old man? And, yeah, and... I mean, like we put up signs, but like what old man's going to be like? <laughs> what signs did you put up? Yeah, just like, me. <laughs> just like, hey, you know, if you hit a, if you hit a kid in the head on this golf course on this date, July 15th, which I remember, uh, if you could please contact us for insurance purposes, that'd be great. And of course, no mom, one, no, <laughs> no, but my mom's like, my mom's no, like, try, maybe you'll find the best person on the, in the world. His friend's like, Jim, didn't you <laughs> yeah. hit him real quick, taking everybody out. So yeah, he was gone. And, but I remember while we were still trying to figure out whether or not my parents were like, you might get a decent settlement out of this. So I was like 17. I was like, all right, I'm going to go look for cars. And so. I went out car shopping. And, of course, you're a 17-year-old kid walking through a car dealership. These dudes are like, can I fucking help you? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking at this Mustang. And he's like, yeah, are you? And I, he's like, where are you going to get the money to pay for it? I go, well, I got hit in the head with a golf ball, and I think I'm going to get a settlement. And the guy goes, yeah, sure you did. And I pulled off my hat, oh. and I had 82 stitches oh. from temple to temple. And the guy was like... Oh, let me show you the fans. Me, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, okay. You want a test drive?" But yeah, the I wish cameras had phones on them, because or, or phones had cameras on them at the time. Because I was like, the the look on that dude's face, yeah, was fucking priceless. But you never got a settlement. Never got a settlement. God damn! It just got me out of the navy. Yeah. Well, well hey, fuck it. I got you out of war. Like you yeah. Said, so. so and yeah, I think of it as a blessing. I, I'd rather have my comedy career than twenty five grand in nineteen ninety seven yeah, money. So that's true. But yeah, what I, would? Uh, how long were you out of commission? I mean, a week or two was in the hospital. Uh, that's amazing. No, 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 I was that they four days. Cut your head open, and in, in a week or two, you're back. In four days in the hospital. You're depressed as a motherfucker. Yeah. You're back. Four days in the <laughs> hospital, and then you know, two weeks later, I think school started, and I was there day one. But I got, and you know, I grew up in Kansas where you couldn't wear hats in school. Like they were always very respectful, and I was the only kid allowed to wear a hat. I don't think you wear hats in school anywhere. Oh. I don't think we could either until college. College was gum and hats. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, bring lunch into college. Yeah. Like, you show adult, up in pajamas. Man. You really could do whatever. With the you chick you fucked last Juco. night. Yeah. <laughs> like, no I'm form. taking her Take back no after. Man, so, that's crazy. So yeah, that's what that's kind of how comedy started. Was, so were you involved in the football that season at all? Did you I tried to come on as like a manager and like help people, but it's like Let's go now! Guy from, yeah. Like guy, I was like, I wouldn't respect guy me. With the skull click it's gonna be fucking <laughs> running shit. <laughs> so I, I yeah. ended up holding the down mark. Yeah. Like I had to wear a helmet just to be no, right. just yeah. to be a right now. Yeah. He's probably the only coach <laughs> wearing a helmet. So uh yeah, and it was just like I went for a couple of, and it's like 
Because when you are one of those guys, like you're not really, you can't really hang with the players, but you also the coaches don't want you around because they're talking shit right. on all the other players. Right. So yeah. it's like you're just in this weird purgatory. I'm like, this isn't fucking fun. Yeah. And so I just bounced. And I was like, I'm good I'll luck get this drunk year for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, and I went and played in the band. Did you? Yeah. And what you hadn't you done that before? No, I played in the band throughout junior high, and then I quit in high school. And the band teacher was always on me. He was like, I don't give a fuck what you play. Whatever you do, I just want you in our band. And we were a good band. Like, that was kind of what our school was known for. So it was a kind of, so I was like, hey, I can't play football. Can I play drums in your band? And he's like, come on. And so he's I, like, man, I can click all day, right? Yeah, here. yeah. I got a click track in my face. <laughs> got a metronome going right up here, baby. I can drum like a motherfucker. I keep time right here on my head. <laughs> How big was the band? Oh, 100. No. Yeah, probably 80-some, 60-some. Yeah. yeah. And how big was the percussion section? They're, well, especially during marching. You're, during marching, Wait, what did you bigger. play? What did you play? You drums. Were you on oh, the tritoms? You were on the snare? I was on the snare. All right. And then right. I think I would, sometimes I would get bored and just play cymbals on some parades just because it was fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, You do a lot of parades? Yeah, we did a bunch of parades. A lot of parades. and kids. Yeah, They were booked par- out, man. They were yeah, booked yeah. like a year in advance. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> Memorial Day, they did yeah. two or three parades. Nah, man, we got two Easter parades this year, man. God. I gotta get some turkey, man. Dude, it was bad. Like we, it was we Damn. had a schedule. It was like, oh, I can't. Sorry, I can't do anything from September to October. Right, yeah, I'm in the band because I have to march in Lawrence. Were you recruited <laughs> anywhere for band? Mm-mm. No, were no, you? No, no. <laughs> no, we were uh, not. We had the worst marching band in the history of marching bands. Plus, but, most of the time, it's all like how many were in the band? You. How many were in 60, your band? 60 60 or what was yours again? Eleven. Twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> we had two people in the percussion section. How many were in your percussion section? There must have been at least four eight, snares. At least eight. Yeah. Yeah, two well, bass drummers probably. No, we had to. four tune drums, a quads, and two and three snares. They probably had a fucking xylophone player. I saw a xylophone player in... Uh, He's got the wind chimes. In shit San Francisco. And it was, like the, it was like the Puerto Rican Day Parade. We were up there for Outside Lands. Me and Kate were walking around. And it was just a percussion section. And they were, you know, percussion sections that are like 16 or just dope yeah and they had one dude xylophone doing like they were doing like some hip-hop shit and just fucking ding, 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 ding. and we just sat there i was video i'm like this is the dopest fucking dude shit. the real drum and bugle chorus the ones that really like you can look them up on the internet and youtube and shit are fucking amazing yeah yeah the ones that are just like that's all they do you're just like i don't it's cool it's not something you'd want to pay admission to go see or anything but it, yeah it's pretty rad well geez chris maybe some people would all right, well. and you play you play guitar now, right? Yeah, music's always been pretty. I always have to have some sort of music around. Well, there's a story I have to share this with you because it's been a, jo- a running joke. I can't believe every time I see you, I forget oh, to tell you about this. But it's been a running joke between Josh Adam Myers and me. It involves Angelo. Okay, but there was a night where I guess you guys were all after a show. I guess you were gigging maybe at the comedy store. I want to say it probably was. It's probably the unknown theater or maybe the. Com- well, we did the unknown then too. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like it. I, maybe it was. But um, you wanted to play Soul Shine, and I'm like, oh, I know Soul Shine, but no one apparently that night knew Soul Shine. He, he started telling me how you started getting so annoyed, You're like you guys don't know Soul Shine. And then he said Angelo got on the drums and handled it, and you you yelled at everybody and said we're wasting time, and you went right into the fucking thing, dude. We still do that back and forth. I go, you're wasting time, and then we play Soul Shine, dude. I was. It's very, always a good memory of you and Angelo. It's a song by the Almond Brothers. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good tune. Um, yeah, but was, you're into that rock. You're into that. I was into that for a long time. Yeah, I was also. Soul shine. 
run. Yeah, I that's it. Take yeah. it easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah, I know that's that song, slow dude. run. I know that song. It's Soul Shine, <laughs> man. It's a good song. Uh, yeah, I was an angry man for quite some time. I thought everyone should know all the songs. Um, yeah, man, I was in a band for a while. In high school? Or? No, like out here. I had a cover <clears throat> Oh, really? Band. Yeah, we played up and down Main Street. What Venice. was your name? The Boom Noodle. The Boom Noodle? Yeah. And it was fun. It was Where were a good you playing time. in Venice? I used to work on we Main played, Street. We played uh, the Victorian a lot. We did the basement and the attic. We did Finn McCool's, and we did. Uh, so this is re- like within the last eight years. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This would have been eleven, twelve. Yeah, somewhere in there. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were doing comedy and the music. Yeah, I remember one night doing the Irv- doing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Headlining Irvine and then driving to Finn McCool's and, and finishing the night singing. That's killer. And then yell. And then that night, I yelled at the band too. <laughs> yeah, but they were the band. That was that was the Not only a bunch of comics. That was the only other time that I've ever yelled at the band. <laughs> You're wasting time. Two, you no collective soul. So shine, so shine. Um, wait a minute. Why'd you yell? Oh, because we had stopped. Pre- like we had stopped rehearsing. We had just started doing the gigs, and I was just like, "This is why we need to rehearse every once in a while." Is because right, especially like we would have to play fucking four hours. Yeah, man. So like you have all when these. You're the songs, entertainment at a bar or something. Four like hours? That. Are yeah. you getting that kind of shit for the night, dude? It's no, and it's it's more for fun. Right. Like you like you walk with like sixty bucks a man at the end of the evening, but yeah, it's it's fun. You can get laid. You know, it's good times. And but, what um, I mean, have you done the comedy jam? You've yeah, done it right a couple of times. I mean, you've you're into the music world too, right? I mean, you. Yeah. It always blew me away because Black Crows are one of my favorite bands. I know you know them well, and uh, I saw them. Man, the first time I saw them, they opened for uh, ZZ Top on the Afterburner tour. Oh, that was their first. That was their first That's right, tour at the Capitol Center back when it was the Capitol Center in DC. And they spoke out. Miller Lite was a sponsor, and they spoke out against corporate sponsorship, and they got booted from the tour. Yep. Uh, and then I just, I mean, I love Amorica, like that the bikini album that got banned, and they went all black. Like I'm just a huge Black Crows. Fan. I've seen them. I've seen the Black Crows. One of the one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Uh, when they had the beards and everything, and they were off doing their whatever they were doing, and then they came back and cleaned up, and they were getting ready to go out on the road. They did a night at the Roxy, and this is a while ago now. And, I mean, you could smell the weed a block away walking up, and and I'd already seen them at Irvine. I'd seen them at the Capitol Center. I've seen them like four or five times. And that fucking show, they were so well, fucking I mean, good. The Roxy compared to any of those locations right. is like but seeing the them low in a fucking belly room. I mean, yeah, they blew that fucking place up, and they had these beautiful black girls singing in the background. Like yeah. it was so good to be that close and feel it like that. I'd never seen. How'd that. you feel it, man? You felt just like felt that it in my soul, man. Soul shine. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how did you get into? Yeah. So how did you meet dudes? them, and oh, how did that all that happen? So I was a bigger fan as you are. I I followed them around for. Oh, you did. Yeah, like I took all my last comic standing money and 
used it to fly around and see the black crows. I probably saw them 25 times between 05 and 08. Damn. And, you know, probably more than that. I all just, over the place? All over the yeah, U.S. Like, or all oh, over I, the world? No, like if I had a weekend off and I knew where they were, I'd, I'd fly out there and, and check it out. And then so, and you know, I didn't know them at the time. And then one afternoon, I remember I just fired my manager and I was at home cleaning my apartment and Nick Thune called and he was like, Hey, I'm doing the Tonight Show, and he and it was back when he would do it like he was a regular guest. Yeah, he'd do like a segment. He's like, I'm doing the Tonight Show tonight, and uh, the Crows are on. If you want to come out, I, I'm not bringing anybody. I was like, Fuck yeah! So I went out, and Nick was super cool. He like walked me right up to Chris Robinson. He was like, Hey, I'm Nick. I'm uh, one of the comedians on tonight, and uh, this is my buddy Chris, huge fan. Blah blah. blah. And we talked and. Luckily, I had like two hours of prep time yeah. to like freak the fuck out. Yeah, so right. like I was ready to meet him, and I was pretty cool. And my my plan was to just sh- speak, not speak unless spoken to. And we hung out, and he was kind of holding court in front of like nine people, and we all had a good time. And then at the very end, I was like, "Well, hey man, I'm going to your show in Kansas City in a few weeks." And he was like, "Well, tell the tour manager and." Come backstage and say hello. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. Totally. So two weeks later, we're walking into Kansas City, and I tell my buddy that's with me, I'm like, hey, man, it's been two weeks. A lot of channels have to go through. Uh, don't be surprised if we show up and our names are not on the list. And I walk up, and I'm like, hey, my name's Chris Porter. I, I think my name's on the list for some passes. And she pulled out a full sheet of paper with one name on it, and it was mine. Nice. And she's like, yep, here you go. And then, like, we hung out backstage until they went on stage, and then that was like. Did you watch it from backstage? No, because the venue we were at had a shitty backstage, mm-hmm. so or a shitty side stage, I should say. So we just walked out front, and then uh, that began my friendship with Chris, and we kept. You know, I kept showing up to shows, and we keep hanging out. And then, eventually, when the Crows broke up, one of the ta- or took a hiatus, and he started the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Come out on the bus with us and travel." And I was like, "Okay." So I went on tour with them for like a week and had a great time. And I did that a couple of times. And then when the Crows, what's got- that like on the bus? The first time I did it was great because I had my own bunk. And, those bu- is it a spacious bunk? Oh, those bus- yeah. buses, I've been on a couple. They're sick. Because some, of, well, and it, you know, you can have like twelve bunks or eight bunks, and this had eight bunks, so they were full size, uh, and like you have like a little DVD player in them with a curtain, and then there's lounges on both ends where, like, the front lounge is where you hang out, and then the back lounge is where you do drugs, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just hang out. And which lounge were you in the most? But uh, the back one, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> So it's great. You show, you know, you drive all night and you show up and you wake up in some city and you go have lunch with the crew and then you go load in. They do sound check and I'd go fuck off and do something and then do the show and then party and then get right back on the bus and do it all over again. And it was damn. So we did that. And then when the Crows got back together, I was like, well, that's the end of that. And then I got a call from their tour manager that's like, yeah, CR wants to know where you've been. That's CR. That's what they call. Yeah. And I go, uh, I go. What are you talking about? He's like, Well, you talk about how big of a Black Crows fan you are. He wants to know why you aren't on the bus. I'm like, I didn't know that was an option. And they're like, Yeah, you'll have to sleep. You won't have your own bunk, but you can sleep in the back lounge when everyone goes. The to drug den. When they're like, yeah. Is anyone going to bed? <laughs> the so, drug den. Come on, guys. Man. So yeah, it's three thirty. I've had my night pants on since now. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. As soon as the show walks over. 
As soon as the show's over, we get on the bus and everyone changes into comfy pants. Really? Oh, fuck. pants, man. You gotta get girls wear night pants, Dude, I don't know. It was it was insane. Like, I'd be they'd walk off the bus or walk off stage. I'd say goodbye to somebody and then walk on the bus, and Rich would already be in fucking pajamas. <laughs> That's my man right there. That's what I'm fucking talking you're about. You're home. You go rock out of all your balls off and then put your night pants. On. Yeah, and then on his iPad the like it was no it. big deal. <laughs> I just fucking rocked that whole place, and now I'm watching Sports Center. Yeah. Night pants, and I, so I did it a couple of That's times, living, and right? then Wait, I was, were you guys just driving through the night. Yeah, and then um, and then the the last two weeks they were based here in L.A., and then they would just go out and do a run and come back. So I would, I'd literally Uber to the Sunset Marquee, get on a bus, and then go to Arizona for the night, and then come back and get home at like six in the morning, and go home and go to bed, and then wake up, and then we'd go to Bakersfield or something. You know, it was Damn. just it was a two week make a wish. Is what it was. Yeah, but one nighters like that. Yeah, and there were a couple. Like we did a couple of runs, like Vegas and Arizona, and then we came right back. And yeah, and everything else they fly to. So they'll bus to what they. No, they bus to every, like they'll fly to wherever, get on a bus, and, and then, then roll. From and then there. they're there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very few. Like you have to fill arenas to really. Yeah. Be flying all the time, but you're seeing. So you're seeing 25 shows, and just like comedy, you know, if you watch 25 of anyone's sets, there definitely one is. Even if they're all great, one's the worst, one's the best. How are they when sh- you see shows like that? Like, can you see the energy in a crowd? And all oh, the best we did it. Like, what are the best ones and what are the worst ones? They did a sh- and the why worst one? <clears throat> were, it was up in Northern California, just some like bachelorette party. No, it was like a casino, but like a shit casino. And in a town I'd never heard of, up in Northern California. And we show up, and everyone's kind of him hon on the bus after they load it. And I'm like, what's the deal? And the keyboardist is like, have you been in there? I'm like, no. He's like, we're playing a food court. No. I'm like, what? He's like, it's shut down. The Black Crows? Yeah. He's like, we're playing a fucking- This is how long ago? This was the, la- this was the last week of their existence. I mean, this is when they are clearly the Black Crows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have been for quite court. some time. And uh, and I walk in there, and sure enough, it's all curtained off, but there's chairs, but it's a food court. And backstage is a huge soda fountain where you can get all the Dr. Pepper you want. <laughs> and plug my how many people in, get right? in there? Somebody give me some orange chicken. They got, I want to get like 1,500, 2,000. <laughs> chill out. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> Brown rice. So, yeah. Remedy. Is my order <laughs> up? Remedy. That's my soda. Give me that sparrow slice. <laughs> got a remedy, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, in the crowds, it was a shit show. The crowd was lame. And I remember during the She Talks to Angel solo, Chris walked off stage, which he did all the time. And I walked backstage, and he's just sitting on one of the crates looking out at the crowd. And he's like, fuck these people. <laughs> and I go, go hey, give me a Wetzel's breath. I go, hey, man. <laughs> I go, you don't know. One of these people, they might have been your fan for 25 That's years. That's right. And they finally got their truck running. And you yeah. finally played close enough for them to come see you. And I remember Chris just looked out at the audience and then looked at me and he goes, Porter, I'm not that guy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, and it was just a shit, you know, like you've seen them, like when they do a lot of the songs with like the big gospel ending, right. Chris is like, oh, brother, right. brother. Yeah. he wasn't doing it that, like right. that was the only time I've ever seen him go, ah, thank you. And then that was, that's got to be deflating. And then we got. I just was remember, there an encore that night? No. I, the funniest, Out by the Cinnabon. Yeah. 
I was talking to how many spots can you come up with? I was talking. Did you get that tour bus ready? I'm driving Orange Julius. Get the fuck out of here, man. Hey, man, we can't leave till I get my one potato, too. Come on, get that going, man. Get that tater. <laughs> Where are my chives, bitch? I just remember Chris Give walked Give me two up- hot dogs on a stick. I'm about to do she talks to angels. <laughs> I just remember Chris walking off stage and looking at me, and he, he just pointed at me. He goes, Porter, let's go. And we they walked off the stage on the bus, and the bus pulled away. Wow, and that was the only time I'd ever seen Chris. Where get, was that? That was way the fuck up northern Cal. I don't. I seriously don't remember where it is. No, it was a casino. Was I mean, a casino, food court, food court of a casino. Right. Yeah. And you still think it was like fifteen thousand people? Fifteen hundred, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, and what about the best? Um, the one, the best ones I've seen are the 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 fucking probably Fillmore shows oh. in like oh five. I went to Fillmore in um. Gosh, I don't remember when. It was early in 2000s, but I went and saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers there because I really wanted to see a show at the Fillmore. Yeah. And uh, he was coming, and I was like, I'll definitely go see that. I had a great time up there. I think you're uh, where you shot. El Rey uh, looks like a mini uh, Fillmore. Fillmore, yeah. When I, I remember 05, I was trying to get into the Crows. They did like seven nights, and they were all sold out. But on the internet, they're like, you know, at time of doors they're releasing a few tickets each night and so i went and stood in line for like five hours i was second person in line damn to get get tickets and i made friends with everybody and uh guy comes up from the fillmore and he looks at the line he goes ladies and gentlemen i'm sorry to announce we have one ticket available i was like i look at the guy in front of me like uh you gonna take that one And he goes, yeah, I am. I was like, son of a bitch. So I walked around for another hour and a half with my finger up. And finally, after an hour and a half, a man walks by. He goes, you looking to sell tickets or you just want to go to the show? And I was like, I just want to get in that fucking building. He goes, follow me. And we walked in the show. And he he was. Who was he? He was just some dude. And he fucking hands him an extra ticket. He goes, you owe me 40 bucks. He goes, I just want to make sure you weren't selling it. And I fucking, he bought me a beer. You gave him 40? I gave him 40. He bought me a beer. We and hit I was the food like, court, and we took in a hell of a show, man. I said, thank you very much. I was just, I was moving to L.A. the next month. Yeah. And I left him. I walked, and they start talking to this other dude, and I'm telling him, like, yeah, I just got in here. I'm so excited. I'm moving to L.A. next month, blah, blah, blah. Crows come out, start playing. This dude pulls a giant mushroom out of his tin and hands it to me and says, welcome to California. And it was the greatest show i've ever seen that's that's great yeah and they played for three hours that night yeah they're a great band i wish they would go back out you think it's gonna happen no it's definitely not not since they not since rich started that tribute band i didn't know he did that yeah they got this thing called the magpie salute magpie's a australian name for a black crow oh and uh, it's basically so he does every- a tribute to his own old band. Yeah, it's Rich and everyone that's ever been fired from the Black Crows. Oh, and man. then and then some lead singer that's okay, but you only want to hear one person. How can you do that? CR. I mean, how, what size venues are they doing? They're doing the Fonda here. Damn! In, in September. Man, I yeah. and, and they have rights to do all those songs. I mean, they do have to pay ASCAP on all. I mean, you can play whatever songs you want live. You just have to pay ASCAP. Yeah, they're like Credence and uh, who do you? Oh, uh, the Gallagher's. Yeah, those dudes <laughs> always fighting and breaking up too. 
Yeah, but I think yeah, I always thought about that. Like, how proud you would be as a mom or a dad. Like, what are your kids doing tonight? Oh, my boys are in Kansas City tonight playing the arena. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, both your kids are in the fucking Black Rose. It's crazy to me. Well, the Counting Jayhawks. You seen those? Those cover band for the. <laughs> 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 the counting Jayhawks. <laughs> the county cross government. Yeah, man. They're all right, man. <laughs> um, so what do you, what about there's another giant musician yeah, that you are the, do very the close Cro- with. Do the Black Crows lead to him? No, those were completely separate adventures. Uh I got a call. I put my special Ugly and Angry out on Netflix, and I got a call like a year later saying for my agent, because I had done a cruise before and sworn I'd never do them again. Like, I did a regular carnival cruise, mm-hmm. and that's a fucking painful week. That's are you lot. working? Are you allowed to do? Are you doing clean shows and late night? You get yeah. a, reg, a dirty show, or yeah, not yeah, dirty, yeah. but regular shows? The shows were fine. The shows, it's just everything around the shows was like just not. I, the cruise line I played for, the carnival, they, they put the comics up with the crew. So you're below the water line, you're in a room with no windows. Oh, you have no oh, real responsibilities, shit. but every time there's a drill or anything, the alarm goes off in your room and someone bangs on your door till you open it. And you're like this. I, I'm not one of you. Right. <laughs> and uh, you below the line, though, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so anyway, I get a call from my agent. He's like, I know you said no cruises, but they want you to do the Kid Rock cruise. And I just figured they called him like, hey, we need a rock and roll kind of comic for this cruise. And then, so I say, yeah, I'll do it. Because even if, even if it sucks, I can write an article or something. Yeah. Like, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And in between the time we booked it and the time it happened, I was talking to Steve Trevino. And he's like, yo, I hung out with Kid Rock last week, and he did like four of your bits. He's like a huge fan of yours. And he was like, he told me he booked you on his cruise personally. Really? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Now, so for people that don't know, is is this like a cruise where it's like everyone who's there is a Kid Rock fan? Yeah. And that's what the whole boat is dedicated and to? The, and like everyone that's performing on the boat is either is a, is a band that Kid Rock likes. Gotcha. Or produces. Got it. Uh, so it was a lot of Uncle Cracker. Kid Rock did like two shows. You know, the band and where to sh- ship out of and go to? Uh, shipped out of Miami. Went to the year I was on it. We went to Cozumel. We were in Cozumel for eight hours, and then turned around and went home. That was wow. the whole cruise. That was the whole cruise. Four days. Uh, while they went to Cozumel, all the artists and Bob went to the island where they shoot Corona. Com- one of the islands where they shoot Corona commercials. That white sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hung out there called Passion Island or something like that. So we all went out there, but. Uh, so yeah, after one, I'm at a, I went to the cruise. Uh, I'm at a country show, watching a band. Wait, so did you kick it with Kid Rock? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay, so I'm at this country <laughs> show, and this old and Kid Rock show. Kid Rock walks up and hangs out like up in this balcony, and I'm like, "Well, this dude's such a big fan. I'll just go stand behind him. He'll come to me." And that's what I did. I went and stood behind him, and finally he turned around to say something to somebody, and he saw me, and he was like, "Hey, you." And I walked in. He's like, "I fucking love you. You're a buddy comic." Blah blah blah. And like ever since then, we've been cool. And That's like, great. And uh, we partied the whole weekend. He invited. You know, a month later, I get a drunken phone call from him. Like, come to Alabama and let's hang out. And I was like, all right. So I flew down to his double wide in Alabama and rolled around and drank Coors Light and watched him turkey hunt. 
<laughs> on a up. on a Polaris. Yeah, it was really? fucking great. Yeah. Dude, you give me camel pants and a, some weed and some beer and drive me around the woods. Yeah. I'm Fuck good. Yeah. I'm good. I am good. Any and, kind of little tiny, you know, like golf, any little small vehicle. Yeah. Like, I remember my friends up like, you want to golf? Like, I don't golf. I'm like, well, just come. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, you can drive around through the woods in a little tiny car. What's yeah. more yep. fun than that? You can Hell drink yeah. and smoke the whole time you're there. It's fucking nah. great. We still with our tractor, we would do that shit. That's so, where my buddy would go. Talk about a slow ride. Little Woo! fucking John Deere out in the Take woods, all creeping, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> uh, so then, what? You just start. You guys became boys after we that. Became boys. He invited me. He does a f- what he calls a fish fry every year. It's just a big concert, and uh, it's like, but it's seven minutes from his double wide Nashville. He's got two double wides. One. How in- nice are these double wides, though? They're they're the nicest double yeah. wides you've ever been in. They're not regular double. But like I sat. They're, they're, I've been in a couple. They're camouflage. They're camouflage wrapped, <laughs> which is hilarious. Both of them are. Both of them are. They look the everything's the exact same, but both both of them. And then you walk in, and he he goes, Porter, I furnished this entire double wide for sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> at Walmart. He goes, I because at the time he had a house in Malibu. He goes, I got a couch in Malibu worth half that, and it's not nearly as comfortable as this six hundred dollar couch I got from Walmart. He's just like. Spending a bunch of money on something doesn't mean shit to him. He yeah. just wants something that's comfortable and works right. Uh, but yeah, so like we just became friends. Uh, I talked to him all the time. Did he He's, come see your shows? Uh, from time to time. He was in L.A. and he was supposed to come, but then his girl got sick. But uh, yeah, he's a big fan. Did the uh, Black Crows come see you? Chris come see you? No. Uh, Chris likes to joke. He's like, I only go see Cat Williams. That's <laughs> what he says. He tells me that all. He's like, I only see Cat Williams, and uh, love me some Cat Williams. But the, I think the, and Chris did come see me here at like at some shit gig on the promenade, like when we first met. He came out, and uh, he's like, "That's enough for me." I just remember the kid in front of me ate a giant dick, and afterwards I went up to him and I was like. I go, that kid in front of me was payback for that time Everlast opened for you. Oh, I had to sit through nice, it. Nice. Like, ah. That's hilarious. So, uh, but yeah, they, yeah, they come see me when they want to, you know, it's hard for Bob to get out cause he's pretty recognizable. Although he, Bob's kid rocks real name. Yeah. Oh. We were in Vegas and, uh, we went. We ended up eating at a Hooters because he has a he has a card that says he can eat at Hooters for free for the rest of his <laughs> of course, life. Of course, kid. No, I does. I have a buddy that's got a Chipotle card like that. Are you serious? A black card? Black card. And you just roll in. You give it to him. He said every time he's used it, they're like, I, what, I don't know what this is. And like, oh, you just you have to your manager, manager come on, like, oh, hello, because <laughs> <laughs> it's everything's free. Whatever All you right, buy, yeah. 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 For so a year. he had it for a year. We walk into the so we're at this Hooters in Vegas, and like. I got there first, and I tell the girl, I'm like, we need 11, but can we kind of get it in a corner? And she's like, you're fucked. Like, I don't have anything in a corner. I have this table. It's out in the middle of everything. And I'm like, okay, fine. What about a stage? You got a stage? Yeah. <laughs> so we show up. Bob's low key. He's got his hat on. Everything's fine. But then a song comes on he likes, and he starts belting it out fucking full volume. And we're all like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. We don't want to turn this into a meet and greet. Sure enough, people and when people approach Kid Rock Man, it's like it's insane. Like yeah, they're shaking. Are, right. They're they're super nervous. Shaking. 
when they did a Q&A on the boat, they had to hand people questions they had written because they're so nervous. They fucking, they're like, two uh, people fell uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, one guy just ran. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so these people come up and, he, and, you know, he's the nicest guy when it comes to that. He's like, yeah, let's take pictures. Let's do the whole thing. But then it just, he got so animated that I was just like, next time I'm bringing Pyro. So that you can just do your full fucking show. You're yeah. all fucking here. set, dude. Because this is insane. <laughs> that's hilarious. And what did, did the whole, I mean, Hooters is pretty much, that's his demo, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad as, like, when he first started doing it. Like, I felt, I thought I felt the table start to shake. But it wasn't that bad. We ended up going to Top Golf the next day. And we just showed up so they couldn't do anything as far as put us away, uh, away, away from people. And, like... There would all of a sudden there'd be like a line waiting to just get into our booth to meet Bob, and then they'd come in and kind of break it up. But yeah, because he'll hold court with everyone. Yeah, for as long he he says he hates it, but everyone right. that's in his circle is like, no, you fucking love it, yeah. and you bring it on every time. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's got to be that fine line. You're like, nah, I just want to enjoy it. Then you're all like, yeah, but watch this shit. Yeah, but I'm also fucking kid rock. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. A fucking rock star. Why not get Hooters and your dick stroked? Yeah, you know, all at Hooters, all at Hooters, at Hooters, man. I um, I mean, you you were talking about working with some crazy headliners too, and uh, there was one you helped get something. I want to hear this story well, right I, here. He wanted me. To, all right, is so this I, back when you were? Can you say? I, feature, I don't remember his name. Oh, okay, I honestly don't remember his name. I just but re- was it Cat Williams? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this: he was a white dude from South Florida who was bald, Brad Ernst, and he owned a strip club. And this was like the first time he'd been out doing comedy in like five years. Oh, okay, and so he was super happy to be out, and he was just that stereotypical '80s headliner. Like I killed in front of him the first night at Snickers, and I walked <laughs> off stage, <laughs> and the kid, the guy looked at me, he goes, "Great set." In four minutes, they're not even going to remember your fucking name. That's the headline. That's what he said. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And I go, and I knew and that. you don't remember his, yeah. the irony. Yeah. And I knew hey, that line. I'd, I'd heard that line in stories a million times. So I was just like, all right, whatever. I mean, you might as well just say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right, like, yeah. it's that cliche. And you're like, well, I have business cards that I hand out after the show, so they will remember. Yeah. So he goes up there, does mediocrely well. They still remembered my name at the end of his set. And one night after the show, he's like, let's go to a strip club. I'm like, fine. I'm 22. I'm still not. I've never been into strip clubs, but you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You're you're out of shit to do at midnight. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, let's go to a strip club. He's like, but I want to go to the dirtiest fucking one in town. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So he asks around, finds out where it is. We I drive him there. And he's like, and I have weed, and we're smoking weed, and he was like, I want some crack. And I'm like, we're in- That's a quite a jump. It's a yeah. big weed. jump. I'm like, yo, man. That's quite a jump. We're not in even Fort- Coke. We're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was like, you're not getting crack in Fort right. Wayne, Indiana. And he's like, we need to find some crack. And I'm like, you're not. I was like, I'll take you wherever you want to go, because I'm dead certain you're not going to find crack in this town. And uh, <laughs> so he, we, he ends up befriending some stripper waitress. And she's like, yeah, I think I know where you can find some. It's the street down. You'll just drive down it and see if anyone's working. And I and I look at him. I go, I drive a Chevy Astro van with Kansas plates. Wait, what color? Was it Red. the blue? Oh, okay. 
I go, do you think that any crack dealer is going to come up to my car? And he's like, no. He's like, yeah, I think they will. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So we drove down that street three times. And I'm just like, it's not going to – and it was the most ghetto street I've ever been on yeah. before or since. And I was, and there's no one out. And it was like, – Listen, they're closed. Okay? It was three, they're closed. It was just three hours of us driving around. For, for crack. For crack. And me just laughing. This going, we're never going to find this. Why don't you search for leprechauns while we're at it? <laughs> How can that – so that – you you don't remember who he was, but he wasn't like a touring comedian. He no, just was he was like, just some guy, and he was just like, I'm out. I'm not with my fucking... How do you get that gig? It's not hard to get a gig at Snickers. Yeah. Believe it or not. Snickers still there? I think it finally closed. Oh, did it? I think it finally closed. But they they had a, they had were forever known as being the worst paying club ever. Really? Yeah. Like $300 to feature for a weekend or something like that. Damn. Well, I wonder what that dude was. Getting. He didn't give a shit. He just was no, going to go tell no. his friends back at the strip yeah. club he owned. Yeah, he yeah. Was working comedy. I think he just wanted to get away from his wife. I think he was just tired of it. And then when he got out, he was like, "Well, let's do all of the things." Right. It's my chance to do crack. It's my. I chance can't say to how do- often I think about that. What your chance to do? Here's crack? my chance to do crack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. All yeah. the time. I've had several chances at crack. And I've- have you ever done it? No, no, no. That's. Um, we ask everybody that comes on if they have ghost stories because we're a fan of ghost stories. You said you do have one. Yeah. My parents live in the house that my grandpa built. And my aunt or my grandma and grandpa live there, obviously, for years. And my parents bought it. And for years they were saying, you know, grandma walks around at night and shuts off lights. And what, t- what kind of house? Describe the type of it's house. A, it's a, it's a, one of those split levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, where like all the bedrooms are on one side, and then on one side's like the living room and the you mm-hmm. know all the other rooms. garage below, below the below the garage bedrooms. below the bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, just your traditional split level. Well, when you say when your grandfather built it, you're like, oh, it must be this like Victorian old house. Yeah. He's like, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Had, a great, nah, had nah, a great business. He built the other ones <laughs> in the cul-de-sac. Too. So uh, he, uh, <laughs> so my my parents are like, yeah, grandma turns the light off downstairs. Because it flicks on and off. And I'm like, I can feel the switch. There's a short in the switch. Like, you can say whatever it is. And they're like, over clicking your fucking head. I'm tuned into it. I'm tuned into it. So one night, I just, I can't sleep. I'm staying there. I was visiting. And like, I just, I know something's up. I know something's up. There's a storm coming in. And Storms are brewing? Storms are brewing. And I'm just, I'm laying in bed. I'm like, something, something's up. And all of a sudden, I can't remember what the first thing was, but this, oh, the phone rings at like one in the morning. And how old are you? This was last year. Oh, whoa. Uh, He was visiting. I'm just visiting. The phone rings at like one in the morning. The house phone. They still have a house phone. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. my dad answers it. And I'm like, the fuck is that? And he goes, (laughs) I don't know. It's just some woman speaking Spanish. I don't know what it is. And I go, okay. And he hangs up the phone. I'm like, something's up. Something's not right. Just a feeling you just have? A fe- and, and not a feeling I ever have. Right. Like, but that night, I'm dead certain something's up. And now you're awake. Outside, All- it's like, <laughs> The alarm goes <laughs> off. My parents' house alarm goes off. I wake up. I step up. And my mom, whenever the alarm goes off, she spl- she all she does is dart straight for the keypad, which is the last thing you should do if someone's actually breaking in your Right, house. yeah, let it go. So I hear the alarm go off, and I yell at my mom. I go, stay back. 
Stay back! Stay back! <laughs> and like I come out I come out of my bedroom like fucking Call of Duty, bro. Like bent knees. <laughs> like I don't have a gun, but I'm acting like I do. Right, yeah. My dad comes out of his room and I look at him and the first words out of my mouth are where the fuck is your gun? And he's like, because he has one by his bed. Right. I'm like, why don't you have your gun right now? And he's like, I don't want to shoot anybody. I'm like, what the fuck ever. So like, imagine that's how he approaches the burglar. Listen, man, I don't want to shoot you guys. So I run. So I fucking Call of Duty down to the keypad. I look at the display and it's, <laughs> it said Zone Ten, and I just start yelling Zone Ten, Zone Ten. <laughs> and we look at the thing and it says Zone Ten's the back door. So I've fucking dive and roll to the back door the wind had just blown the door open that's all that had happened but it caught and so i sit there and i'm freaking the fuck out and then the phone rings again and it's the hospital calling to say that my grandpa was dying whoa dude i got a little oh, chills i just there, got man. chills down my arms on and that. and so wow. I'm, I'm still convinced that that was my grandma Going, nah, man, wake up. This shit's real. Right. Like, you need to stay up. You think she made the wind? I think she blew the door open. (laughs) I think she did all that. I mean, Damn. And so when they called, they were like, we figured out that it was this girl from my grandpa's home, this lady that just had such a thick Spanish accent, and my dad was so tired that he couldn't understand what the fuck she was saying. And what she was actually telling him was, you know, we're taking your your mom's dad to the hospital because he's 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 on his way out and right. so yeah it was just this weird grandma's like god damn fuck yeah he built that house and fucking wake the fuck up yeah and get- the alarms went off in every house he built every house in that neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was when i was like all right i guess grandma is hanging out in the house yeah, but that was that was the only first and only real time that i was just like you felt it like i've always had like a uh, a relationship with that, not the supernatural. Like I'm always like, if something good happens to me, like it shouldn't have. Like no matter how small it is. Like I walked into Panda Express yesterday, and they brought my teriyaki chicken right off the fucking grill. <laughs> like I got there right when right. I got fresh teriyaki, fresh chicken. teriyaki chicken. I looked up at the sky. I was you like, don't Thanks. get that at the Black Rose Food. Club. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Sure don't. But I look Too busy, the, man. I just looked up at the sky. I was like, thanks, man. Thanks, yeah. whoever got me fresh teriyaki yeah. chips. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, I, like, if I, if, and I've always done that. So, I've always had, like, a relationship. Like, I don't think they're helping me out. Or maybe I do. But, like, whenever something good happens, I'm always like. Just throw them a nod to the hey, other hey, side. Thanks, I'm the man. same way. Thanks, thanks for taking yeah. care of me. Yeah, I used to have I this, this uh, walkway at my house when I was living on in Venice on San Juan. And I was walking out with my laundry. And wind just went. <laughs> And it ripped the gate open, like open the door for grandma. Yeah. Everywhere, and she, man, <laughs> man, you're Dad, welcome. Dad built that fence, and I walked through and I looked up. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a good feeling. And also, it's like, I feel like if you if you do do that, like it if they're if those people are helping you out, they're going to do it some more because they realize that you realize it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for coming on and doing this. CP3! Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, will you one more time uh, plug your social media? I am that? Chris Porter. The website's chrisporterisfunny.com, but it hasn't been updated since like 08. <laughs> but, uh, coming I'm, up on a decade. But I'm getting on that. I'm getting on Get it. Get on that. Shit. You got some time. Uh, and go check out Chris Live. His stand-up is fantastic. Super yeah. great to see you. Thanks for coming on, man. As always, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy on all social media. RyanSickler.com, Ryan Sickler on all social media. We'll talk to you all next Tuesday.